This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's up? You're back. I'm back. I have a voice. Well, m- mostly, mostly voice. I'd say it's like 98%. So that's good because it turns out I really need it. I need my voice to do my work. How are you feeling? You uh, you caught a little something there. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I feel great. It's just, uh, yeah, it was really just a lack of voice that had me not, not with you guys on Friday. I knew it was going downhill real fast on Thursday. I mean, you could hear it. And certainly uh, Friday, Saturday, both those days, I had like barely anything. Uh, and then uh, got a little bit better yesterday, a little bit better today. So we're getting there. Okay. Uh, let's see here. There is a lot to do, and we didn't get a chance to do an episode on Friday. So let's just recap a couple of things that you may have heard over the weekend. Uh, number one, Will Smith, a 10-year ban from the Oscars. What kind of nonsense is that? Well, it does make you wonder. I mean... I don't know why they can't do worse. Now, it's not the, they're not law enforcement, right? Like, we're, they're not the police, but you figure that they would have a little more power. And, and maybe they do. It's honestly, it's so muddy, uh, Scott. It's not really clear as to what they could have done. Like, is that the worst they could have done? I don't think so. Uh, but that said, he can't go to the award show for 10 years, but that's it. Like, he could still be nominated for an Oscar. He could still win an Oscar. He could still attend after parties as long as they're not associated with the Academy. And apparently the ones that are associated with the Academy aren't very fun anyway. So really the, the stars are going to go to, you know, the, the Elton John pre-Oscar parties and the after parties hosted by, you know, whatever it might be, um, Sony Entertainment or whatever the flavor of the year is. Those are the parties that people are going to go to. That said, will Will want to? Will Will Smith actually want to show up to any Oscars events that he could technically for the next 10 years? Maybe not. He might want to just like brush his hands of all of it and, and avoid it completely. We'll see if he's even in any movies that are eligible for Oscars. Will he be able to work again? So there's a lot of questions there anyway, but it does make you wonder... I mean, why? Why bother? They had to do something. I absolutely agree with that. But 10 years? Uh, okay. Uh, have fun with that. That's You know what that is? Is just material for hosts for 10 years to talk about if they really want to. I wonder how long the lineup is of people that want to host the 2032 Oscars. Because I'll bet you the content is going to write itself if Will Smith is coming back. Uh, mm. I think he got off easy. The whole thing is kind of stupid if you ask me, but... Uh, whatever, not really a punishment, but like you said, probably the best they can do. Is Elon Musk already persona non grata at Twitter? Because it seems like they're getting a little pissed at all the stuff he's floating out there on Twitter now that he is the, the top shareholder in the company. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like there may be some behind the scenes, but not really behind the scenes. It's kind of open in front. And that's what I like about Elon Musk, though. He lets it be known what his plan is. He will tell you with clarity what he wants. And when he became the top shareholder, he gave us all these hints. I mean, he tweeted about, hey, let's throw in an edit button, guys. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. I want to go ad free or less ads or whatever it was. At a certain point, he does have to realize not everybody is made of money like him and Twitter needs to still make money now maybe that said i mean he throw those he throws those ideas out there that said it doesn't mean that you can't make money other ways but he's just getting attention to twitter he though i mean the people that are the ceo for example can't be pissed ever since elon musk was named as top shareholder their shares skyrocketed and it's become i mean there's been new um accounts added that are legit and not bots he wants to focus on those and that's great but that said i guess he won't be a member of the board after all um i think if he wants to be on the board he can be on the board he's the top shareholder he's probably the best thing that's happened to twitter in a long time i i don't really see how they could prevent him if he wants to but maybe he doesn't want to yeah, who knows? Uh, all I know is I'm, I'm down for a lot of the ideas that he had. I mean, he came in as a user, as a user with 80 million followers. And he was doing a lot of analysis. I don't know if you caught this over the last few days, ever since he became the top shareholder, he's been doing the research and good for him. Like he actually went out of his way to figure out, okay, let's see what's wrong with Twitter. And not just from a, you know, a standpoint of, okay, it needs an edit button. Okay, let's make it easier to do this and that. But he took a look at the most popular accounts on there the most followed accounts and he realized why because they don't they're not very active so should should we really um i don't know do do something to make it so that you want to be active on twitter why are these accounts not even active and they have the most followers and by the way his was one of them uh he is one of the top 10 of the most followed on twitter and ever since this news came out he's become more and more popular and and gone up the list a couple place spots but he did make some good points on there, and I think it's his brain is worth utilizing for this. So I do hope that they do that. Twitter has just turned into a cesspool. I like Twitter. It's my preferred platform, and Twitter lately is just exhausting. It's, uh, it's a real mix right now of people that are, are flipping out, that we lifted the mask mandate, even though everywhere else did as well. They're flipping out that we lifted the mask mandate and they're seeing the numbers go up and they're, they want everybody to know they're angry. We want the masks back, even though they can totally put a mask on anytime they want to. But um, it's that. And then there's people who are throwing out obscure research, skewed facts to try and support not bringing back the mask mandate. And it's just, a, it's almost... I said exhausting. Uh, There's got to be a better word for it. I might actually shut down Twitter for a while just because I'm so sick of the fighting from people who really don't know what they're talking about. I mean, the people who are flipping out about the mask mandate lifting, calm down, put a mask on if you want to. And if you don't want to go out, don't go out. If you're worried about the case numbers, just look at the hospitalizations. And today, I think we'll get a lot of good reason to do that because for the first time in six weeks, Dr. Kieran Moore is going to come out and hold a news conference at one o'clock. How's this one going to go, Kat? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so I, I do think uh, there are people who are waiting for this. And I don't just mean the media. And I know. Oh, they're media. pumped, though. Colin DeMello yeah. is probably on the edge of his seat just waiting to figure out what gotcha question he can ask. 
Absolutely. I know the media aside, because you know that they're begging for it, and it's something to talk about, and it's uh, an update for people. There are others who, who do believe that hearing from him, hearing from Dr. Kieran Moore will calm their nerves a little bit. There are people that are hearing that a lot of people are getting sick right now and they're nervous about it. And there's businesses wondering, don't even like, are you going to go back to shutting us down? Uh, or even those who just f- simply feel great not having to wear their mask. Those people are asking a question. So I think just to clarify something is always a good thing to do. So why not? I, I think that's simply what it will be, though. Clarification. And it's going to be the same thing that we've heard it's not going to be any doom and gloom announcement it's going to be uh, it's going to be yeah like i said it's going to be what we figure we'll hear i think it's going to be you know keep your mask on absolutely if you're not feeling comfortable continue to social distance if you feel like easter's approaching it's making you nervous you uh you feel like you're just going to get sick if you see people then don't like i mean it's all this be an adult like that's basically what the announcement's going to be today and also a reassurance for the hospitals um for those who work in hospitals perhaps for those who are looking at those numbers um to just let everybody know that we are able to uh take on these numbers that we're doing okay yeah Uh, when it comes to this news conference today a lot of the queen's park media core are gonna try and 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 demand answers have you been muzzled why are you not talking why are there no more news conferences Because he said six weeks ago, I'm going to do my last scheduled update. And he gave two weeks notice of his last one. He said, I'm not going to do them anymore because, frankly, there's no need to do them right now. But if the situation changes, I will come out and address the media again. Nobody should be surprised that they haven't heard from Dr. Moore in the last six weeks. Uh, Remember when you learned how to ride a bike? You know, some parents will say, sit your butt on that seat and just go. A lot of parents will buy training wheels or they'll hold the seat and they'll guide you through it. That's what Dr. Moore was trying to do. He's taken the the, he's put the training wheels on and we were supposed to figure it out on our own for the last six weeks. Part of learning to live with it. Well, some people just cannot handle that kind of freedom. They can't handle that kind of autonomy that what do you mean? I have a choice. I'm allowed to not wear. No, no, I have to wear a mask and you need to tell me I need to wear a mask. And that's not enough. You need to tell everybody around me they need to wear a mask. That's not what's going to happen here Mm -hmm. today, guys. He Mm -hmm. said, I'm only going to come out when it's necessary. And by the way, I almost feel a little skeezy sticking up for Dr. Moore because I never thought he was good at his job. I still don't think he's very good at his job. And I'm still wondering what's next for him. Is it a run for office? What is it? I, I don't know yet, but I don't think that we're getting the real Dr. Kieran Moore here. There's something up with that guy. But when it comes to him not doing news conferences, he said this would happen. He also said the numbers are going to go up when we re- re- when we reduce the restrictions. And they did. So far, everything is going according to plan. Our hospitalization numbers, flat at best. They go up some days, and there's many who like to take a victory lap when they go up and, and use that as the ammunition to demand that masks come back. Well, they also go back down just as easily as they go up. I think we were down 211 patients yesterday, so that's great. Yeah. Either way, there's in and around 1,000. There's like 175 to 165 people in the ICU with COVID, not necessarily from COVID. Uh, guys... I don't know why you want to make such a big deal of this, especially when you have so much choice. You can choose your own adventure when it comes to this pandemic. If you want to continue distancing and wearing masks and all that shit, you go right ahead. 
But for the rest of us, we're moving on. And maybe that's what you need to hear. Maybe Dr. Moore needs to come out here today and double down on this and just flat out say it. We're not going back. We're not introducing new restrictions. We're not going to shut down businesses again. We're not bringing back the mask mandate. You need to assess your own risk and deal with it from there. And if you're not comfortable, fine. If you are comfortable, fine. Just take the basic safety precautions. I was at a Raptors game last week. It felt good to sit there with no mask on. It was fine. Now, I know there's a lot of people off work right now. To me, that's the biggest challenge is we're kind of like where we were in January when all those people were off and and people were doing double duty and they had to work a few extra hours and things like that. Yeah, it sucks when you got to do extra work because other people are off. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of a good thing. All these people catching COVID now in theory, should allow us to have a great spring and a good summer, in yeah, theory. And, yeah, and, and the I definitely see it. And yeah, there's, remember when there was like, it was mainly supply shortage issues, but people were also getting sick with that weight, with that kind of small wave. I feel like that's the case again. You're gonna you're gonna see some things maybe not on the shelves because there might be you know a wave that goes through a store that produces this or that and the next thing. And schools too, yes, absolutely. I mean, but schools have managed to figure it out um, so far. There may be a time or two where you're unfortunately gonna have to figure something out because well, sorry, there's just not enough staff to cover this classroom. So for the next couple of days, you're out. Uh, extended care um, that happened even. Uh, in my kids' school last week, we had a couple of days we had to go without extended care because um, we just didn't have enough teachers to to fill the spots. And that's fine. And we went through it. And now you hope that that means that it's not going to happen again, that we're going to be able to have some smooth sailing at least there. So there's going to be some, some bumps along the way. But I think we all figured that. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things that's come out of this, and maybe the doctor will talk about it today, is... The sheer number of people that are catching COVID for a second time. I personally know a lot of people that have had COVID like 2021 and earlier that are catching it again. And maybe this variant that everybody's catching right now uh, will provide you with immunity from future COVIDs. But I'm thinking that some of the previous waves didn't provide people with immunity for this. And neither did the boosters, because we're talking people that are fully vaccinated or fully vaccinated and boosted, catching it a second time. I wouldn't mind hearing the doctor's perspective on that. See if there's any research there. If he wants to talk about long COVID and how long people are suffering or how quickly they're in and out of the hospital, I'd love to hear that stuff, too. What I don't want to hear today is another tired, rehashed argument between the Queens Park media and Dr. Kieran Moore about whether or not we need new restrictions. But make no mistake, those those reporters today, they're going to push for it. They're going to try and shame him into it. All of those reporters are, or many of them anyway. If you really want restrictions, you're going to be cheering on your favorite reporter today because they've made themselves the story or they love to do that. But listen, we don't need to do this, everybody. We are probably at the peak, if not on our way down on the decline. And the fact that our hospital numbers are still stable is good. We don't need to bring in any new restrictions. We don't need to bring back the mask mandate. What we need to do is work on our mental health and get back to regular life. And every time you do something that feels a little more normal, you take a step closer to normal. So... If you watch this today, if you choose to watch it, great. You're going to see some shit that's going to make you angry. You're going to see some shit that is going to make you shake your head. Take it with a grain of salt. 
step back afterwards, take stock of your own situation, and we'll go from there. Otherwise, I'm not expecting much. This seems like just sticking a soother in the mouth of the, uh, the people that are screaming very loud on social media and saying, hey, you got your news conference. Shut up now. That's enough. We're moving on. Doug's doing a news conference today as well. That's going to happen at 3 o'clock, but he's only going to break ground on the Eglinton Crosstown subway stop or something like that. Oh, okay. All right, fine. More transportation kind of thing? Doug's all about the other announcements right now. Don't even ask Doug about COVID because you're not going to get a very comprehensive answer, and he's going to give you the same stock lines. We're following the advice of the chief medical officer. Trends are going in the right direction. Blah, blah, blah. Same old shit. Uh, Oh, one more thing on this. I kind of like this. It's a doctor that's catching all kinds of heat in South Korea because of a tweet they sent out. And not only is this guy a doctor, he's also the vice president of Korea's Vaccine Society. He tweeted out that if you haven't caught COVID yet, clearly you have no friends or you've got (laughs) interpersonal problems. (laughs) You know what's funny about that is that used to be uh, when when um, kind of the the first kind of mini wave that we got, that was a meme. Like, I remember seeing that as a meme. Like, obviously, I don't have friends, duh, like that kind of thing. It was just like a funny ha-ha thing. But the fact that this is a doctor that said it, it kind of makes me laugh. Well, now he's got to do damage control because people apparently don't want to hear anything even remotely lighthearted. Uh, he, he's clarifying, listen, my the point of my tweet was not to say, uh, literally, you have no friends. The point was, the more friends you have, the more your increase or the more your chances of catching COVID will increase. So keep your social circle small. But that's not how people are accepting it. It's almost like, oh, fuck, I have COVID and everybody hates me. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, Hey, baseball's back, Kat. Did you watch any of the Jays this weekend? I watched like a bit of every single game this weekend. It was uh, really good to see because, well, it's good when they're when they're good. I, and I'll admit I'm one of those people when they're doing well, I do pay a, a close attention to it. But the fact that it was at the Dome, that's exciting. And seeing a couple of new members of the team play and I, I like watch. I just like watching them. I don't know. They, they just have so much. They seem like they're having so much fun, which is good and kind of reminiscent of those championship worthy teams that we've seen in the past. I think they've got a good shot and it was fun to watch. Yeah, I thought so, too. I mean, think about where we are right now in this area, guys. You've got the Jays just starting up. They took two of three against Texas, and there's a lot of buzz about this team for how good they are. Then you've got the Leafs. What Austin Matthews is doing is nothing short of historic. Mm -hmm. What is he up to? 56 goals now? I think it's 56. It's insanity. Is, is, is it 56 now? Yeah. I, yeah. I think it is. And and listen, I mean, at first it was, oh, do you think he's going to pass the Rick Vive record from the early 80s? He's passed it. He's moving on. Now he's going for 60. There's still 10 regular season games left for mm-hmm. him to score in. And right now he's averaging, what is it, like 0.85 goals a game? I mean, he could get to 65 easily. Not easily, but I mean, he could get there. And that would be insane. The, the modern-day records, they could all fall to Austin, and we're wat- watching it. it. It's amazing. Raptors, round one of the playoffs, begins Saturday. They're playing the 76ers, which Magic. means a lot of Drake at Scotiabank Arena. 
Yeah, absolutely. The cool thing is, too, is I think that there's going to be an official announcement later on this week, but there were a lot of questions like, okay, well, Jurassic Park is outside, right? We all know what that looks like. Even if you've never been there, and I've been there before, and it's so much fun to be outside of Scotiabank Arena, like the vibe in the air. It's incredible. But if you've never been before, you've at least seen it on television if you watch the Raptors. And now um, we are awaiting word confirmation officially that that Jurassic Park will be a thing again. And it looks like the answer is yes. Apparently, they are going to be setting up for that when they do play at Scotiabank Arena. Jurassic Park will be set. And even when they're not, even when they're away. So uh, uh, we'll probably get that, I'm assuming, by, I don't know, midweek or something. But that's exciting, too. Kind of, again, gives you a little bit of normalcy. And that was also, by the way, 2019 was the last time we had that. Same year they were champions. So maybe there's something to it. I'm just saying. I can't think of a single reason, not one reason that we would need to not do Jurassic Park or Maple Leaf Square because the Leafs are in the playoffs, too. or They will be in 10 days. Uh, If they even considered not doing that, it would be ridiculous. So I'm glad that common sense is finally prevailing here. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Absolutely. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Masters was on yesterday. It was kind of uneventful. I was really impressed that Rory McIlroy shot an eight under yesterday to kind of make a tournament of it. But even at that, he finished second and he was three strokes back. Tiger Woods got off to a pretty good start and then his legs gave out on him. He didn't look comfortable at all on Saturday and Sunday. And he had the worst score he's ever turned in at the Masters. Scotty Scheffler was the winner of the tournament this year. He was the world ranked number one. That's good. But it got me thinking about it because they were mentioning the purse. Oh, it's a, an $11.8 million purse. The winner is going to get a little over $2 million. I really kind of like that about sports. The ones where it's not guaranteed money. It's not that you signed a contract five years ago and you don't really have to do anything. Those sports where you have to win to get paid, I think are the ones that are the most important. Those are the ones where everything is on the line. You're playing to put food on the table and you've got to challenge your body and your brain to do absolutely everything it can to get revenue in. I like that model. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that too. It, there's 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 a lot of truth to that. And it's not just the winner too, right? Isn't it like the obviously uh, endorsement aside and stuff that you get outside of the competition, but you do get money, uh, for example, if you come in second and third, etc. Is that not correct? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of money. I mean, the winner got, uh, I think he got a little over $2 million, And then the rest of the purse will be split depending on how well you placed in the tournament. So, okay. I mean, the difference between a top 10 finish and a top 20 finish, that's substantial. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. Like literally every shot over the course of the weekend counts. And it could be the difference between a little bit of money or a lot of money. So I still like that. I mean, tournaments that have a purse attached to them that's big time i mean that's when you're getting peak performance out of these athletes what if what if we did that i mean what if we did that with other sports what do you think that would look like i mean if we said to austin matthews hey that's good you you scored a lot of goals my friend but hey 
the, the purse gets bigger, and if you do, you know, three more goals by in the next ten games, you're going to get X amount of money. Like, what if they were paid that way? Do you think that we would find our athletes performing better? I don't know if it necessarily works the same in a team sport. I mean, there's been no shortage of of lectures over the years from coaches to parents. Don't you pay your kid for every goal they score because they won't pass the puck. Stuff like that happens. And mm. I don't know if Austin Matthews knew, like, if I score three more goals, I'm going to get a million dollar bonus. Yeah, I'm sure he'd go looking for those three extra goals. And maybe he'd do some stuff that he wouldn't normally do in a team setting. It Maybe he'd take the shot instead of pass the puck. I don't know. But definitely in the individual sports, I think it's a good model. I, I like the way it's going. And the Masters is just one of those tournaments where when it's on, it just feels like spring. It feels like we've turned the corner and we are finally heading to uh, better weather anyway. I love the Masters. What a great tournament. Uh, there's a lot of other things that I do want to get to in this episode of After 9. And thank you, by the way, for bearing with us. I know we didn't have an episode out on Friday. And I know Thursday was only 14 minutes. I saw all your angry DMs. And yes, we apologize. <laughs> we'll never do it again. Same, same. I want to introduce you to 32-year-old Tia Weathers. She wasn't willing to put up with her boyfriend's cheating crap. So when she caught her boyfriend getting sweet with another woman, she did what any woman would do. She went and pooped in the front seat of his car. Oh, is that part of the Carrie uh, Underwood song? Is it, pa, I took a shit on your front? No? No, no it's not no, in that. Uh, maybe in the oh. remix or something. <laughs> she says, when I'm really anxious, I have to go to the bathroom. It was just the right time that I needed to use the bathroom when she approached his car. Uh, she initially spilled her guts about what she did. And, <laughs> and uh, hang on. I didn't have any weapons on me to hurt the car, but I did have my bubble guts. So I opened the door and I did my thing in the front seat. And I was really quick about it, but I was scared they were going to come outside and see me pooping in the front seat of his car. Despite the messy fallout, uh, she says, when he came to confront her an hour later, the relationship was ended there on the spot. You know, I understand being angry about the end of a relationship. I certainly do. And many people have tried many different ways to get back at someone that hurt them. She went there specifically to do something, but she didn't know what she was going to do when she got there. She didn't even take a, a hammer or a baseball bat or anything. She just went there not knowing what she was going to do, felt a little rumbly in her tummy, and thought, well, I'm just going to have to take a shit. <laughs> That was the first instinct. I love what she calls it her bubble guts. I had my bubble, bubble guts. guts. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I want to vomit. It's disgusting. <laughs> A balding man cat says he has reversed his receding hairline and now has a full set of hair. There's a lot of people who have been waiting, hoping, praying that eventually there will be a cure for baldness. When this guy says he's cured it, do you believe him? He's uh, um, not a pharmaceutical <laughs> thing, by the way. This is just something he was doing that worked. And before I tell you what it is, do you think there could be a cure for baldness? 
Um, I think it's like it's a po- it's possible. Um, there are some people who truly. I feel like was it not Matthew McConaughey at one point? He said he was losing his hair, and he did a treatment that he heard about, and he won't tell anyone what it is, but it actually brought his hair back more luscious than ever, and he still refuses to this day to tell people. And he says it's not hair plugs. So, no, I did not undergo any surgery. This is a remedy. But he will not tell people the remedy, which is curious. So, I mean, yeah, that's just one example of of many who say it, but I have heard before that there are certain remedies. But people are so, like, obscurely secretive about it that I wonder if it's weird shit. But I'll say, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that there are probably ways, but every body is different and how um, someone will react to that is different. So for some people, it might work. For others, it won't. There's a lot of great miracle drugs out there that are curing things every single day. But to date, there's nothing where you can just go to your doctor and say, eh, my hairline's receding a little bit. And they just write you up a script and send you off to the pharmacy and you take your pills and boom, your hair grows again. We still don't have that, which kind of makes me think, Either they don't care, the researchers, or it's not possible. But this man here, his name is Nick, he shared the story on TikTok, says what he did actually worked. He started to lose his hair when he was in university. He said one day he thought he should make his remaining hair healthy by making natural oils. It was falling out and and he thought he had to do something. So... He ditched the shampoo, and soon, Nick noticed a difference. Now, he's got a full head of hair. He says, you might think if you stop washing your hair, it's going to be greasy. And it does do that for about two to three weeks. But after that, your natural oils come back. You've been stripping them away with your harsh chemicals, and then your hair can be extremely healthy without washing it in a nutshell stop washing your hair three to four weeks you'll notice it getting healthier and even starting to replenish itself is it even possible that in 2022 we're just learning that all the money we've spent on shampoo is actually causing some people's hair to fall out it's so interesting because my hair stylist does not shampoo her hair and urges me not to wash my hair like says please stop but it's so hard to get past that that he said he talked about the two to three week like greasy moments that's exactly what you have to get through and apparently once you're over that hill if you will your hair will look fantastic it will not be greasy and your natural oils will take over and that's what i've heard before i mean my like i told you my stylist doesn't and her hair is great and people i know do this and their hair is great. Now, I don't know about regro- regrowth, if that's what you'll, you'll call it, but I've never heard of that before. But I have heard of, yeah, just don't touch it. Don't put any shampoos in it. Mm-mm, don't bother. Let it clean itself, basically, because it kind of does. Let me ask you, if, if, this, if there's anything to this, do you think that right now the companies like, uh, I don't know, Dove and Pantene and Pert, and all the other shampoo companies, do you think they know that there might be something to this? Do you think it's even on their radar? And if so, do you ever see a day when they say, you know all that money you spent on shampoo over the years? Thanks for that, but we're gonna stop selling it because it's better just to rinse it with water and carry on with your day. Yeah, could you imagine like Procter & Gamble are like, shut 
up. Yeah. Shut up. Don't that, say anything. That's their yeah. business. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is that if even if you told people this as a fact, even if even if we knew this as a fact, which by the way it is basically, but even if everyone understood and it resonated with people that this is a fact, guys, just go without. There are people who would not be able to go without. There are people who would still be like, no, I feel weird. I can't be in the shower and then do what? Just rinse it with water? No, I need to clean it. I need those bubbles. I need, I need it to, to smell feel- like lavender. Yeah, like I need to feel clean, even though there are essential oils, for example, that may do the same thing albeit maybe a little greasier than just leaving it. But this is the truth. That's right. I know I've heard this and it is crazy for some people to to get over that, especially if you have long hair. Like I've got long, thick hair. So for me, and I tell my stylist this too, for me, the thought of me not washing it like cringes me out. I need to wash it. I got so much of it. I feel like I'll feel itchy if I don't. And for me, I put so much fucking product in my hair, especially when I got to go out. I don't know what's killing my hair. I mean, maybe it's not as full as it was when I was 20, but I mean, it's still there. Knock on wood. Thank the Lord. However, I mean, if my hair started falling out, I don't know. Do I blame the shampoo? Do I blame the the leave-in conditioner? Do I blame any of the other shit I put in there? Uh, Hopefully that this is a sign that we're taking a step closer to curing the baldness problem because while it doesn't affect me, I certainly know a lot of guys in particular who are self-conscious about that. This seems Mm -hmm. like something we could be working on. So more power to the people who are researching this. If you want to try out what this guy is doing, and again, standard disclaimer, we're not doctors, blah, blah, blah. You fucking knew that. Listen to the podcast and you can tell we're not doctors. But try not washing your hair for several weeks you'll notice the natural oils coming back out and eventually your hair will start to grow back. It'll start to replenish. Try it out. Is it possible to know on a first date that you've met the one, Mm. your soulmate? Can you know that from the first date? If I have to give a yes or no, I'm going to say yes. Really? Mm -hmm. How? You don't even know them. They're a stranger. You, it's a feeling. It's not really knowing. I feel like you, you get a good indication. What will it feel like? I feel like you get a good indication. Um, If everything goes well, it's just a feeling that you would have. Um, I I wouldn't know what it's like to go out on a first date with someone that you feel is your soulmate. Like when I went on my first date with my husband, I already knew him because we were friends. So it was different. But I will tell you that the first time I agreed to go on a date with him and it took him asking me several times for me to finally say yes, when we did have that date, I knew like something was happening there. I knew it. See, so, I mean, I like to believe. Yeah, that's fascinating to me because you're naturally skeptical. I would have thought maybe you'd think, oh, oh, this does feel good. But wait a second. Hold on here. I would have thought you would have looked for something. But no, that's great that you just let it happen. Good for you. That's, that's fairy tale romance. Good. On Whisper, people are talking about how they met the one On a first date, I'm going to read you a couple of these. Let me get your reaction. Okay. This person says, I knew he was the one when we were on our first date and another guy I was seeing texted me. My date replied for me saying, my date replied for me saying, she isn't into you. Move along. She's with a real man who plans on making her his wife. Bye. That's strong words right there. That's how you knew he was the one? Because if that happened, if I was out with a girl and another girl texted me and the girl I was out with took my phone and replied, 
He's not into you. Move along. He's with a real woman now who plans on making him her husband. Bye. I'd probably be mortified. I'd probably end that date right then and there. Really? Yeah. But not if you like her. Well, it doesn't matter if I like her. A, don't touch the phone. B, you don't need to text this <laughs> other girl. C, what the fuck? It's a first date. We're not getting married. It's a first it, it date. Worked, it worked here. It worked for her. Maybe some people like that kind of confidence. Comes yes. off a little aggressive, though, too. Just saying. Sure. Uh, this one says, I knew he was the one when I met him on the first date, and he said he hit a pole on the way to pick me up, and now we have to duct tape his tailgate back on. Yeah, there's nothing like physical labor on the first date to know that's the one. Nothing like a good hit-and-run collision on the first date to solidify you met your soulmate. Could you imagine like all the activities you could have planned? Like, oh, let's go bowling. Let's go mini-golfing. Let's duct tape this back on my car, shall we? It's a good activity. This person says, I knew my boyfriend was the one because he did not kiss me on the first date. That's it? Walk me through that logic. How does no kiss translate to... That's the one. Yeah, like, does she mean because he was being respectful of boundaries, maybe? And she was putting out the signals of, like, please don't kiss me because I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, okay, if that's the case, fine. But there's got to be more to it than just that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a weird one for me. Maybe, just maybe, he was too nervous to kiss her and she liked that. Mm -hmm. Could that be it? Totally could be it, yes. Uh, maybe used to going out with um, people who are very presumptuous and glean, go in for the kiss or more, you know, right away. And there was a respectful person or maybe even a nervous person, whatever the case is, that didn't do it. A lot of things get thrown at you on a date. I mean, mouths, fingers, everything. So, yeah, it seems like he ducked all of them and he got credit for it. Yeah, she says she knew he was the one because of that. This person says, my first date with my wife... We went out for Italian. She cleaned her plate, and I knew she was the one. <laughs> Every other girl I ever dated never ate anything. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not knocking it. I think that's great, too. I would love for, for my date to eat and enjoy her meal, and yeah, that's great. But I'm surprised that you knew she was the one because she cleaned her plate, ate the whole thing. What gives that vibe, that soulmate vibe, by cleaning your plate? I don't get that one either, yeah, Kat. Yeah, I mean, for some people, though, food is a part of the relationship. Um, some people are, I mean, they will go out to different restaurants and they will eat. And to, to have someone sitting across from you, if let's say you are that per that type of person, you're a foodie and you're into your food, to like just pick apart their plate and not even eat anything, uh, maybe it's harder to feel like you have a connection with that person because that's one thing that you look forward to doing is eating food with them. And if they won't eat food or it doesn't seem like they're willing to eat food, then that could be a problem for you. Have you ever experienced one of those tarmac delays when you're flying? Yeah, I did. A, yeah, there was a delay. It was a de-ice the plane situation. And we had to sit there on the tarmac for, I don't know, I feel like it was an extra 45 minutes or something, which is irritating but doable. See, 45 minutes, I would hate that. I mean, you know me. I want to get into the airport, go through security, walk right on the plane, get to where I'm going, and get right off the plane. Anything in between there, 
Not a big fan of. I don't even like walking around duty free. I just want to get in and get out as quickly as possible. But that's not always possible. And we're getting audio now from a JetBlue flight that left Cancun last Friday. And it was flying to JFK Airport in New York in bad weather. They tried four times to land and each time got waved off because of bad weather, lightning, and crosswinds. So eventually, the plane had to fly across the Hudson and land at Newark. Well, Newark and JFK are not that far from each other. If you don't know New York, they're not that far. Anywhere you need to go in New York, you can access from Newark. But that's not where the plane was supposed to land. The passengers, who had been sitting on the tarmac for quite a while, have decided they had enough, they want off the plane. Well, JetBlue, the airline, isn't necessarily supposed to just let you go. It's not like a bus where you just pull the rope and walk off whenever you get to a stop. You're supposed to stay on the plane until they get you to JFK. The passengers finally confronted staff. It was all caught on video. Listen to this. Officer, my kids are panicking. People are sick back there. We gotta get off this plane. We tried to land four times already. It's dangerous. We're scared to fly. We wanna get off. We're six hours. It's a three-hour flight. It's not your fault. It's not their fault. We just wanna get off. It's our life. I'm sorry. People are sick back there. People are fainting. People are throwing up. A little respect for human beings. How long can we sit on this crap? It's not just one person. Everybody wants to get off. Everybody wants to get off. I wanna get off. What do you do at that point if you're the flight attendant and half the plane is ready to revolt because they want you to open the damn door and let them off? Oh, my gosh. I want more audio from New York flights is all I'm thinking. Oh. That's great. What about this, though? There's people passing out. The kids yeah. are traumatized. Oh, but listen, I understand the frustration, though. It is it is annoying, I, but it's hard because not everybody feels the same way as, like, that guy, for example. I, I don't know if it's that dramatic that people are, like, passing out and vomiting everywhere, but I do. I know yeah, that that's like he's irritating. overselling it a lot. Maybe, right? Yeah, like, so, and it's possible. But And for everyone who is fainting and vomiting or pretending to, there might be someone who's like, I'm good sitting here and waiting for this to get back up and running here. Like, I just want to go. But I, uh, it's, at a certain point, though, yeah, like, get me off this plane. I don't want to be on it. Is there an alternative? Can't we take a fucking bus or something like that? <laughs> well, it did get me thinking because, like I said, Newark and JFK are not that far away. It would be kind of like if you were flying into Pearson and your plane had to re-divert and it landed in Hamilton. I mean, technically, they're not supposed to let you off the plane in Hamilton. They're supposed to fly you to Toronto. But I would probably want to get off. I live exactly right between Hamilton and Toronto. But I'm wondering, would they do that? Like, can you yeah. just voluntarily say, peace out, I'm out of here? I mean, you should be able to, in my opinion. Like, make me sign something, absolutely. Make me sign a thing that says, okay, my, my safety is in my own hands now. I'm at the airport. Give me my bags. Give me my bags. They're in the plane. I know they are. There should be. So give me my bags. Let me on my way, and I'll figure out my own transportation. But I want off of this flight. And I won't have to, you don't have to give me any money back or anything like that. Just get me off the flight, and I'll figure out my own way. And there's going to be people that will be willing to do it. And others, they'll say, nah, I'll just wait. Do you think that they should open up the underside of the plane and get people's luggage out? Or would you have to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm getting off no matter what here. Go ahead and take my bag to Pearson. I'll pick it up later on in the week. But I'm yeah, out. it's possible. It's possible. You'd have to trust that that bag would be there still, though. 
These people, though, so funny. Officer, my kids are panicking. People are sick back there. We gotta get off this plane. We tried to land four times already. It's dangerous. We're scared to fly. This guy threw out every excuse. We tried to land. My kids are upset. There's people puking. You gotta let us off the plane. I saw snakes on the fucking plane. Get the snakes off. <laughs> what? What guy? He what was just throwing about? out anything he could to try and trigger them letting people off the plane. Uh, before we wrap things up for today, some of the most important, I can't even say people, but I almost want to say people, some of the most important uh, beings in our lives are our pets. It's National Pet Day today. Dogs are the most popular pet out there, according to a new poll. Cats right. are second, followed by fish, birds, hamsters, gerbils, mice, Horses, snakes, guinea pigs, lizards, and even tarantulas, which got 1% of the vote. <laughs> One reason dogs are our favorite is because people admit they feel so connected to dogs. 70% mm -hmm. of dog owners feel like they know what their dog is thinking at any given moment. Yeah, I totally yeah. believe that. Yeah, I can absolutely. Look at, I can look at my dog or I can hear a a bark or something from the other room and I know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. Or at least I think I do. Maybe I've just formed too many different storylines in my head for what goes on in the dog's head. But either way, I feel like we understand each other. I feel like I know. I feel a little more connected to the dog than anybody else in the house at times just because I feel yeah. like the dog gets me too. Because dogs are vulnerable creatures, right? They're they're have a, a dog in your house you probably know what i mean they're just very open they're open they they will let you know how they feel at any given time and most of the time it's just happy but even as they get older like even as leo gets older now my pup is 11 i call him a puppy but he's not he's 11 and even now it's like i know i can tell his mood and some days he's not in the mood he, as he gets older sometimes he's just like all he has to do is give me a look and i'm like okay buddy you want to sit on the couch with me and just snuggle cool you want to go for a long walk cool but it's just like a special connection that I feel like we have with dogs between dog and human. So let's say I came to you, Kat, and I said, I've created a new device. This device, once you put it on your dog's collar, will translate. Whatever the dog is thinking, you'll be able to read it on this screen. Would you want to know or do you want to continue trusting your gut that you understand what the dog's talking about? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd be a little in between, honestly. Like, a part of me would maybe not want to know, um, especially as he does get older, because it, you know all that stuff that like worries the crap out of you as a dog owner. You know, when the inevitable is coming close or something. Like, I do want to know to make sure that he's happy. Are you happy? But then also, do you want to know the answer to that? Like, this is a guy, for example, my dog, who used to have all the attention to himself, and then we had kids, and, and, and now the kids give him a ton of attention. Now he actually likes them. They like giving him treats and everything, and we take him for walks together, and everything's great. But I'm sure there's some days where he's like, can you just, like, you know, like, not play with them for a while and just play with me? You know, and then maybe I'll feel, like, selfishly I'll feel guilty about that, because I'm sure some days, yeah, he'd like me to play hooky from being a mom to humans and just be a mom to him for a day. I could see that. See, for me, I mean, I think I've got it down pat. I think I understand what Charlie is thinking and what's on his mind. But other times, I feel like he is kind of like me. Like, I feel like he's, like, shit-talking me at times. Like, I, I think to when I stubbed my toe on the coffee table in the living room, 
I'm hopping around in excruciating pain. And I looked and he looked like he had a look of concern on his face. I'd like to think that he was concerned. But what if it turns out he was thinking, you fucking idiot. Why did you? <laughs> like, what if it was something like that? And then I, I would look at my dog a completely different way to know. He'd be like, he'd be like hey, loser, that coffee table was in the exact same spot yesterday. How'd you miss that? <laughs> It hasn't moved. Seriously, like when, when he's sniffing every single thing that he sees on our walk and I give him just that little tap tap on the leash to say, hey, let's go. Like, is he thinking, oh, yep, dad wants to go. I should hurry up and go. Or is he thinking, go ahead, pull that one more time, fucker. Try it. Pull it one more fucking time. <laughs> that would be great. It's a real catch 22. I don't know if I actually want to know what my dog is thinking. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, anything else we've got to cover in this episode? Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, have yourselves a fantastic Monday, everybody. Enjoy the chief medical officer of health. It's going to be riveting. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and make popcorn and get ready for a thrill ride with lots of twists and turns. Your adrenaline will be pumping when you hear Dr. Karen Moore here. The masks are going to stay for now. This wasn't unexpected. We have antiviral drugs that you should take. And that's how he talks every time he does a news conference. Riveting. Except he'll try to do some of it in French and just butcher the shit out of that, too. Uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow on After 9 and whatever else we can come up with for a Tuesday. In the meantime, it's great to be back. Have a great day. Bye. It was reported that at least 139 people around the country have said they became sick after eating the breakfast cereal Lucky Charms. Well, one or two people getting sick could be a coincidence, but 139? That's tragically suspicious. Disney announced that it will soon lift a COVID protocol and once again allow park guests to hug costumed characters. Thank God, said an adult man standing next to Jasmine. Listen to this. Amid high oil prices, American Airlines is going to use a bus service as an alternative to some sh short connecting flights. A bus instead of a plane. It's the equivalent of a waiter saying, uh, we're out of Coke. Is backwash okay? The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.